Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hi guys, welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast where we chat all things remote work, freelancing, mindset, and financial freedom. This week, I'm very excited to welcome on my day one homie, mini doc film pro and freelance videographer and editor Madison Hughes. Madison actually reached out to me earlier this year about filming a mini documentary when I went on my freelance fairy trails road trip. And I'm gonna be honest, I never imagined it would actually come to fruition, but next thing you know, I'm meeting Madison in Casper, Wyoming, and we're buying cowboy boots. So we'll talk about it. But Madison is also a kick-ass singer-songwriter who I really hope makes it onto The Voice and just an all-around amazing person. So with that, hi, Madison. Hello. Thanks for having me, Alex. So great to see you. No, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm super excited for this to catch up with you because you just cracked me up. I I feel like you don't realize how funny you are. Like, I just laugh all the time when I watch your stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like my stories is where the action is. People tune into this Instagram story. Oh, we're going to promote that. That was the first thing I was going to ask you guys. If you're not following Madison on Instagram, you have to. We'll have it linked in the comment section. You're a master at Instagram stories. Truly, you, you deserve that title. Thank you. I try to be like half the time super deep and pensive and then other times I'm goofy and funny and showing all sides of Madison expressing me. Yeah, it's great. I feel like when I tune in, I mean, I obviously know you, but I feel like if I didn't know you, you like create a, it feels like a comfortable space. Like you're like at a coffee shop with your friend who just came in and is like, doing good but also it's like you know what like today sucks and i want to talk to you about it I, and i just love it it's such a good like you said such a good mix thank you that you that you throw up on there i don't know do you get any haters in real life or any people in your I life who are I'm like not, i'm not that controversial i think i don't know i i recently have been been more myself since i made the decision to be myself online yeah. in person and not overthinking, oh, they're going to think it's weird or whatever. Like, you have to just be you because yeah. it has to be authentic to you. And so. Yeah. All right. So for everyone listening to this, they're all freelancers or about to become freelancers. So I always like to kind of start off with when did you have your like aha moment that you wanted to work for yourself? Like, what did that look like for you? What steps did you have to take to become a freelancer? So I would first say that both of my parents are work for themselves. So I've always seen that growing up. Yeah. The entrepreneur lifestyle. But, you know, during college, you don't, I never heard about freelancing. Everyone wanted to go work a corporate job like you did in New York. It's always mm-hmm. New York, DC, maybe LA, but people like to go hit the big cities and yeah, post about it on Instagram. But I actually tried that right when I graduated. And then a year later was after COVID when I decided to leave. So I was only at that job for a little bit and just something in me was like scared if I stayed. I had had more of a fear of staying there than the fear of jumping out and doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I even mentioned to my coworkers, like, I think I want to do freelance work out in DC because that is where I moved to. I think I'm just going to, you know, try to do that. And then I I, I announced that I was quitting. 
and they're very much like, oh, are you sure? It's really hard. Da, da, da. But again, like I was crying at work. So it's like, mm. this is enough for me to go. I don't mm. care. Like if it's taboo or everyone else is doing the corporate nine to five, I don't care. So I just like YouTube, I guess, ideas like how to make it on my own or yeah, with like for video stuff. But everyone needs videos and like, like you said, a bunch of other freelanceable skills that people mm-hmm. need and just realizing that I could do my own thing. Yeah, the crying at the job thing's a bad sign for anyone listening to this. If you cry daily at your job, you are far out of your divine purpose. And they don't teach you that in school, though. People will comment that and be like, divine purpose, my ass, that doesn't really exist. But I certainly believe it does. If you don't want to call it divine, just call it your purpose. And for you, you were living out of it. If you were crying every day at your job, and that's, t- I, you know, it makes me sad when I hear that people are going through that. But then that's why I'm like, go freelance, go do it. So for you, it was kind of the same as me. It wasn't even really a choice. Like you just knew you almost had to make it work. You were so unhappy at your job. Yeah. You, and, and so then when you decided in your head, okay, everyone needs videos. I'm going to go freelance. What were like those next steps like for you? Like how did you go from the job to essentially landing your first client? I did feel like I wanted to just create a website and be like, all right, let's start there. So I yeah. treat myself as official, then I can act like it. But if I continue to act like, oh, it's just my side hustle outside of work, or it's just my hobby thing, then I would treat it like that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to set up a business website, have the portfolio there. So at least start with that. And then I started with working with people I knew. Like I didn't just cold. I did do cold emails to people mm. says nearby. Uh, some of that worked actually, but I noticed most success starting out first was just knowing people around me and seeing if they needed my services. So I yeah, start smart. There. Yeah, that's I always tell people that when they're like, how do I get my first clients? I'm like, tap into your network first, you know, go go close to home, get your first reviews from people who know you, they'll be nicer, you know, when they review you on yeah. a site like Fiverr or Upwork. I'm curious. I know since you do like mini documentaries mainly, I know you do other stuff too. Did you ever consider like a Fiverr or an Upwork or it just didn't really make sense for what you were doing? I did. I just noticed it was more like if I was a video editor strictly, that would for sure work. I I just noticed it's almost like the clients aren't typing in, I need a video shooter for this or maybe they are. I haven't just seen it yet. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so when I... Fast forward after COVID, I did move to LA for half of a year and I only knew one person out there. So Mm -hmm. she was an acquaintance. I knew on Instagram and Mm -hmm. through her is where I literally got the rest of the jobs out there. And I was able to make it, I mean, and to some degree live in West Hollywood for a couple months. It was fun. I left that area, but that's an example of like, I knew literally one. And then from there, work and spread. Now, I, I want to talk about how much you travel, because it's like, I feel like you travel more than anyone I know right now. Like, I'll just I'll go on Instagram and I'll see your thing and I'll be like, yo, chilling in Little Rock. Or I'll be like, yo, like we're hanging out in North Montana today or like coming at you from Minnesota or whatever. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> I Okay, first off, let's start with how many places if you can think of this, have you traveled in the U.S. this year? Like, if, if you can think of it. Little Rock, Minnesota, Montana, L.A., Nashville, uh, Tallahassee, Jacksonville. Casper. Casper. 
I feel like it's more. Oh, I Ten. I don't know. If it, my, the miles on my car aren't even that much. Everyone's like, "What? You don't have over a hundred thousand miles in your car?" Yeah. Like, no. It's so amazing, and I think you were given like a review of Minneapolis the other day. You're like, "All right, guys, we're gonna see." I'm I'm picturing it to be like a crossover between like Portland. I, I forgot the wrong. other one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I imagine so you're going to all these places for work, right? Yeah, I mean, well, actually, this this specific Minnesota one. I'm actually doing trusted house sitters. It's a new, it's kind of like Airbnb for pet sitting. Oh, okay. So you go on their website and you can pick, it's, they brand it as, oh, travelers who want to stay at, you know, stay rent free in exchange for like, take care of our pet while we're gone. And so literally the dog's right in front of me and that I saw so I'm in someone's house. <laughs> I'm like, I, okay, I love, I love nothing more than hearing about, like, new ways for people to save money or make money. So now I have, like, a thousand questions. So it's called Trusted House Sitter. Genius. There is no exchange of money, though, for this specific, because it's, people can leave, but they can leave for a month, let's say, and then you have a month. No, but in a way, because that would have cost you, like, $2,000 otherwise, so it's, like... Mm-hmm. It, it is still that's incredible so because yeah. sometimes i need that like my for my cat like my cat loves humans like she doesn't want to be you know you met you met you met we yeah. like she doesn't want to be alone so that's that is so smart so you you stay there the whole time they're gone and they love it because you're with their dog yep yep and they trust me we did like a facetime phone screening me pays a, a flat fee to sign up and the owner also pays a flat fee and so yeah. it's not sketchy. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> you. Where'd you find that? That's awesome. My mom actually is a huge pet, pet fan. And she, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> he's like, hey, look what I found. Oh, we should do this. <laughs> with me. <laughs> but, that's so, like. Yeah. I was leaving Montana and I wanted to make my way out of the West because I decided I don't want to live in the West of the United States. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe I'll do, I'll go up you know, on my way east, like through Minnesota, Indiana. I had never seen that whole region of the United States. Yeah. And so Minnesota was on the little map for people to pet sit. I'm like, yes, book me. Oh my gosh. So is I'm guessing it's a fairly new app. Does it not have like all the cities in the U.S. on no, it yet? I, a lot is actually in London, interestingly enough. Like a lot okay. of lists. So I'm not sure if it's like a U.K.-based company. I need to oh, make okay. sure maybe. But it is definitely yeah. new. I mean, they're verified on Instagram too, so. Okay, I'm gonna research super, it. super nerdily like deep dive on that after this. I love that stuff. I was gonna ask you next, how's the music thing coming? So I know when I saw you, you were like oh. trying to find your niche. So how, right. how how's yeah, that coming? It's a little a little slow right now because I just I don't know. I'm kind of stuck, honestly, with that. I have yeah. to I have to figure that out. Okay. It's almost like I need structure for someone to be like, hey, these are five tracks I produced for you, Madison. Now songwrite over them and then we'll send it to iTunes and like have that kind of process. But during COVID, I was like super just like into it all. And then I kind of started falling away. I don't know if it's because I was losing this momentum or whatever, or just kind of losing the vision I had. And, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I'm sad that I'm not making music lately. I'm like, I need to get back into it. So no excuses, but. No, I'm full. So for everyone listening, Madison is being humble. She's actually like, you are an incredible singer. I don't say that often. I'm I'm like a tough critic with that. You're very talented at it. So I wanted to talk about 
you know, a lot of freelancers struggle with this balancing work and play kind of, right? So like you're doing the video thing to pay your bills, but you would probably like to be playing, literally physically playing music. And do you feel it's hard to balance the two, especially on the road? Or do you think you're more so just not in a music season right now? I'm not sure if it's because the fact that all the other aspects of my life are kind of down. Like I'm not in a relationship. I'm not like super close with a bunch of people. I mean, yeah, like tons of like super close friends. It's very minimal. And so that way it was easier for me to balance like what I loved doing. But yeah, on the road, like I would at first, I, I, I would usually set up my fancy camera and like, have a really cool background and do a cover song. It just was a lot of time consuming. And I was like, oh, but that's what's going to get traction for people to share. And I've kind of sort of lost that momentum and been like, maybe I'll just do iPhone content or just not something. Because yeah. that is, if you're really trying to ha- up the production value every time you post content, it's going to like really slow you down almost. Mm-hmm. That is what I've had to change and be like, maybe I should pivot that. So you're you're saying like you you feel like you get bogged down because you get caught up kind of in like the detail element yeah. of it and how it's going to appear more so than just like churning it out. Right. Yeah. The perfection stuff mm-hmm. had to learn to like. Yeah, and thinking about the end viewer, do they care about all that stuff? Probably not. So. Yeah, I know. Right. There's a there's always a delicate balance when you're creating content between obviously catering to the viewer of it. But then, you know, then you got to maintain your your creative vision for it at the same time and just not give an F. (laughs) Because pretty much if you just do your thing and you don't give an F about what people think your followers will come. The followers that were put on the planet to follow Madison Hughes will appear. I take it from me. I never thought in a million years people would give a crap about Fiverr or anything that I was doing. I thought it was boring until I started sharing it. And then all these people are like, yo, this isn't boring to me. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I had no idea. Wow. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. So I wanted to talk about, I know on your Instagram story, I think it was last night because I was just stalking you right now. You were posting about kind of an anxiety that you feel sometimes at night about perfecting your 20s or like making the most out of them because they're supposed to set you up for the rest of your life. Because I was watching a YouTube video last night of some some person talking about things you should know in your 20s. I'm like, do I need to watch this video? I need to stop going down the YouTube rabbit hole. But anyway, yeah, continue. I feel like it's so silly, like our society puts so much pressure on your 20s because I'm 28 now. I'm going to be 29 in two months. So, you know, 30 is right around the corner. And I feel like especially like for women, there's just this feeling of, you know, get it all out of your system now because when you're 30, it's not so cute anymore. You know, it's like all the negativity I hear from older women. I'm like, quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Quiet. Um, Quiet. <laughs> what would you say? Let's say there's someone listening to this right now who's also feeling anxiety in their 20s, but they haven't necessarily taken the steps that you have to create your own business for yourself. You are living the dream in a, in a way. What what advice would you give to that person? You know, who's who's also struggling. Well, because sometimes I think, I guess from the outside, it does look like, oh, I'm living the dream, and I need to believe that. You know, for myself too. But yeah, I guess like for me, I, it's so important to just get your mind right, because if you're always chasing a career goal and if that's the most important, you're just going to let it's going to crash and burn at some point. Mm-hmm. So 
that's why this middle of this year I have spent time like really getting that right. And then the career stuff will come. The relationship will come at some point. Like mm-hmm. I like even early 20s, I did not really have like a sense of time. It just felt like I would be immortal, like on earth forever. Yeah. Everyone has that feeling. And then yeah. like, mid 20s, I'm like, oh, my gosh, 25. It's the quarter life. Yeah. This, but no, I'm not going to. Gosh, I'm trying to struggling to answer this, but you're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> what would I say to someone? What thought processes kind of go through your head every day when you wake up in a brand new place and you grab your video equipment uh, and your whatever and you get out there and you just do the damn thing, even though you were saying you're feeling, you know, you're feeling like some parts of your life aren't all put together. Like, what are your thought processes where you still get up and you still go do the damn thing? Every morning, actually, I really love every morning. There's something about the newness of the morning and starting fresh. So I try to take that attitude throughout the rest of the day. Because like I said, yesterday night is when I can get very, it's like over pensive. I honestly feel like you are one of the most like down to earth, naturally positive people I've met this year. I've met probably a hundred new people this year. And I feel like you're a very naturally just positive and down to earth. And how, like, how did that come to be for you? Did you work on your mindset to become that way? Or, or was that more something you were born with? Like, do, do you believe that people can rewire their brains completely yeah. to become positive? Yes. Thank you for that. Because I used to be very timid, very shy, like very not just me. Yeah. But with my family, I was always goofy and happy and smiley. And I'm like, yes, you can rewire your brain. To just not have the thought of, oh, am I weird all the time? <laughs> you just cannot have that. No. So I literally just made that decision. Like, I'm not allowed to judge myself anymore. I'm not allowed to overthink that. Oh, am I being weird? I you even just hired, don't let like, yourself I even hired like a mindset coach this year. It was like, just for a few months. Like, hey, can we just get together on Zoom and like talk about all this? Like, I want to yeah. not feel stuck. I want to just be free every day and... So yeah, half cool. of it was like, yeah, like, like getting help. And then other half was just using, I guess, yeah, the light God gives me. I know. I have to ask you, I have to ask you a spirituality question. I was going to say, do you think spirituality plays a part in waking up and not being an asshole? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because everyone is born a darkened, dead spirit. And you have to be born again. Spirit. Oh, we hear all this lingo and it, it doesn't resonate and then i had this revelation about oh my gosh that's crazy like we're we have a physical being who's also a spiritual being and Mm -hmm. we're born darkened we need to like yeah Yeah. born again in a sense but we hear that phrase we're like oh it's just a cliche it's a literal thing that happens so i used to like be like kind of annoying about it all like always telling people oh my gosh jesus jesus and it wasn't like it was almost out of a pressure thing of like, oh, I have to tell everyone, but mm-hmm. now I'm just letting my life and my light shine and people, we can have those conversations and it not be this awkward, weird pressure thing. Cause I saw every other Christian doing that. Hey, how many people did you tell about Jesus today? A hundred percent. They all ran away from me when I did that. So yeah, my mom has to hear me rant about that all the time. Cause I choose to, on my channels, you know, instead of getting on there and preaching at people, I just am myself and I give them the tools to go make their own decisions and and critically think 
And to me, that's so much more impactful than going out into the world and screaming at people about Jesus or being like, God is real and I don't care what you say. It's like that that doesn't work with humans. The second you tell anyone like anything, they rebel against it. So I completely agree with you on that. It's funny, in church yesterday, the pastor, he talked about how we're dead or we're spiritually dead until we make a conscious decision at some point in our lives. For some people, it's at age 80. For some people, it's at age six. Mm -hmm. We have to make a conscious decision to tap in. Otherwise, we don't. We don't just come into the world tapped in. Like, we have to decide to or become born again. And I thought that was just mm -hmm. so interesting. And, you know, unfortunately, society or not like mainstream culture today doesn't like this discussion we're having right now. No. And I don't know why, because it's, it's just about being positive and loving each other. That's all it is. Exactly. I think people's conscience are just like, they, they know something is like that. For me, that's what happened. Like I, all the guilt of the world was on me for so long. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like, God is real. I, I want that. So yeah, it starts with that decision. And then of course, mm -hmm. it's a journey from there, a great yeah. adventure. Yeah, that, that definitely, I mean, is a huge thing. It's everything, like, for my whole walk. I mean, if I just woke up and was, like, career hungry and it was all about climbing the ladder, I'd be, no. Like, I just mm -hmm. don't recommend that for anyone watching. Like, it's just. Yeah. Because if that, if that falls apart, then the rest of your life falls apart. But if you have a good foundation, the house will not crumble. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's so good. Now, I always ask everyone this who comes on. Are the people in your life or family, whoever it is, are they supportive of you being a freelancer, being Madison Hughes? Do you have a good network? Yes. So I think a lot of people who want to freelance, they have this wrong idea that everyone's going to judge them and be like shaming them. Oh, you're so stupid to stick with a safe job. Mm -hmm. No, that's quite not the case. Especially parents are super supportive. They've always been. I love that. Sure, some people will be like, oh, are you safe? Like, solo female on the road, be careful. That's only the main concern. But that's what I do a lot of traveling, so that's why that question comes up. But, yeah. well, you know, just acquaintances, too. They're like, wow, that's awesome. Like, there's – I think people think too much that everyone's going to just uh, judge me. You just have to stop that mindset. Just mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are people out there freelancing that people don't support them, but – no, that's that. I think that's like a good like sum up here okay. to I you see I post this all the time. Basically, for all of this is just to get out of your head as much as you can, because there's and I'm I'm often I'm up in my head more than I should be too. When I go on my morning walks for like forty five minutes, it's me just like thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And some days I'm just like stop, <laughs> like quiet, and it never. It never turns off, but I think, you know, real things happen in this life when you actually come out of here and go into here. This is good, though. Like, it's good to not, you know, do stupid things. Like, it's good to, to use your brain, but I think at the end of the day, it comes from here, the actual taking action part of it. Yeah, by here, she means the heart. Oh, yeah. Video <laughs> version of this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> What's next for you? Do you have any big plans for 2022? Are we going to like Australia or something? Gosh, my plans. Like it's really exciting because the road is open for me, but I have made at least the decision. I will, I've kind of ruled out moving to anywhere super crazy. Like I actually kind of want a semi-permanent place. Okay. 2022. So I will finish off 2021 
with my travel back east coast and i think i want to stay on the east coast tentatively but yeah i i would i would like to get back into like a kind of consistent routine and as exciting as the traveling is but yeah. not have like literally all my belongings in my car at all times that's just a little it was fun for my season yeah. but it's a new season 2022 Okay, so it's a more like sedentary year for you. It's like the year where you you start to like reel it in in, in one place. I think so. Yeah, I mean, like like you did, right? You moved to Florida, and we're like kind of like, all right. For now, I know. See, yeah. that's always my problem. Then I stay in one place for like eight months, and I'm like, all right, where to next? <laughs> that's literally me. So, but I mean, well, there's still nothing wrong with that. So I, I try to keep yeah. things open and not super type A because I'm not really type A. Yeah. All right. So for everybody listening to this, where can they find you doing your thing online? I do mostly post on Instagram at it's Madison Hughes. And my video portfolio is it's Madison Hughes.com. But on the social platform is mainly where I share like the behind the scenes and the journey. And I don't really share most of the end final products. I have that on like the website for clients to view but most people want to just see like the behind the scenes of the freelancer life and the creative adventures so so good yeah it's so good guys you have to go follow her i'm serious you won't regret it you're also just like a you're just a natural comedian like i feel like you could do something with comedy i really do yes i I could see it i love that i I could see it thank you for that i needed that all right madison thank you so much for coming on Go out there, go crush it, go write a song. Thank you, Alex. Bye. Bye.